I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Wednesday, February 7th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and technology, all in less than seven minutes. So, Peak Pals, if you're having trouble getting over hump day, try taking a page out of Sweden's playbook, the country's workplace tradition of FICA. There's also a cafe named FICA in Kensington Market in Toronto, which I did not know was named after this, but it's a once or twice day break where colleagues leave behind their phones and laptops to enjoy coffee and treats. Now, workers often take turns bringing in snacks like homemade cinnamon buns or muffins. So be warned, if your office does not get into FICA, a last minute run to Starbucks likely won't cut it. Jay, have you practiced FICA or some version of this in the past? Uh, no, uh, but I like it. But also, you referenced a uh, cafe in Kensington. There's also a cannabis stores called Fika. So pretty good. Now I think the name is quite good. That makes less sense. <laughs> it makes some sense. Uh, snacks, loosely interpreted. I haven't, but I do like this a lot. This is both friendly, comes at a good time. I like it. What about you? Well, you know what? More and more, I'm convinced that Sweden, they really get it right on a bunch of things. And this is just one more. Fika is in the same category for me as, I, I'm gonna pronounce this wrong, Jay, but the hug, you know, the like coziness, like I, if you combine it all, it's just a nice lifestyle. I think that, you know, it is. is the 12 hour darkness a bit crippling? Sure, sure. But can you make up for it with a Fika or two? Maybe. I think you probably could. It'd probably make the, the week go by a little bit faster, more friendly. Brett, aside from Fika, what do we have for Peak Bells today? For our first story, Adam Newman wants WeWork to take him back. For our second story, Meta tackles AI-generated content and our big picture. For our first story, in what could be the most shocking reunion since Ben Affleck and J-Lo, WeWork co-founder and ex-CEO Adam Newman has sent the proverbial you up text to his old business. That is a surprise, Brett. When you read it, I shook my head. What is going on? Well, it's great news for the podcast, Jay, is we've got lots of Newman content in the future. So for months now, Newman's latest venture, Flow Global, the one that Andreessen Horowitz invested a ton of money in, even after Newman's layout from WeWork, has been trying to acquire WeWork out of bankruptcy and provide financing to keep it running. WeWork filed for bankruptcy in Canada and the U.S. last November and is now undergoing restructuring. Now to catch you up, Newman famously almost ran the co-working company into the ground in 2019 with dubious decisions like investing in a wave pool company and party-hardy behavior that led to massive doubts about his abilities and a failed IPO and, finally, his eventual departure. Now, Japanese mega-investor SoftBank stepped in to take majority control and took WeWork public through a SPAC in 2021. It quickly became a penny stock. Yes, it did. Now, Newman wants back in, but WeWork doesn't seem too interested. I don't blame him. While some creditors are looking to sell after the bankruptcy process, Execs are ignoring Newman's overtures, reportedly denying him info he would need to submit a bid for the actual company. Now, this isn't actually surprising given his tumultuous history and the fact that SoftBank, which is still WeWork's top shareholder, saw Newman set fire to billions of its dollars. Yeah, but WeWork can't afford to be too picky. While the company said it's received interest from others, it also may have to take out a new bankruptcy loan to continue its restructuring. Which brings us to the bottom line. For all his faults, Newman did lead WeWork to become the most valuable U.S. startup at one time and has shown a preternatural, that is a tough word, I don't use that oh. word often, a preternatural ability to drum up capital. Maybe he's just the guy to return WeWork to its old glory, like a soft maybe, but still Jay, a maybe. Yeah, I would also like that coffee back at WeWork. That seems like a big deal. For our second story, with AI deepfakes becoming more common on Facebook than old high school classmates promoting their multi-level marketing schemes, 
Meta has decided to take a step in. Yeah, here's what's driving the news. This is a, a spooky one. As deepfakes impersonating the likes of UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak, Canadian Treasurer Michael Bublé, and pop star Taylor Swift come into the mainstream, Meta will roll out AI detection and labeling features across its platforms. In the coming months, Meta will begin labeling AI-generated images on Facebook, Instagram, and threads, including those created with tools by OpenAI and Google. This matters because it's becoming almost impossible for humans and machines to identify AI-generated content. Without a system that can label deepfakes and manipulated media, there will be no real way for users to differentiate between real and fake content online. Almost half of Canadians have trouble telling AI-generated and authentic content apart, all while political deepfakes become more common ahead of an election year in the U.S. But while Meta's new features could help weed out AI-generated images, they've admittedly been unable to develop an equivalent for AI-generated video and audio content. Yeah, here's the big picture. Meta's feeling the pressure to beef up its AI-generated content policies ahead of a slew of elections this year. Just this week, the company faced criticism from an oversight committee for not taking down a fake campaign video of U.S. President Joe Biden. And for our big picture, tech layoff season is fast and furious. Within the past week, notable tech companies, including Snap, Okta, Zoom, and most recently DocuSign, have all announced layoffs. Last month, the tech sector laid off 16,000 workers, the highest monthly total since last May, with companies aiming to be more efficient and incorporate more AI. Canada searches for housing solutions. The feds will add another $99 million to the Canada Housing Benefit, which supplies subsidies to lower-income renters. That's nice and all, but dwellings to use said subsidies aren't being built. StatsCan data shows that new building permits dropped to the lowest level in over three years in December. Trump denied immunity. A U.S. court denied former President Donald Trump's claim that he is immune from facing charges of trying to overturn the 2020 election as any crime he may have done was done while he was president. Now, experts believe Trump knew the gambit would fail. It was just part of his legal strategy to delay things as much as possible. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Have a great Wednesday, Peak Pals. Bye.